Well, well, well. Here we are, a week later, since the great Game 7 massacre of 2022. Phoenix Suns fans, we're still navigating our feelings. We're still trying to figure out how to absorb the massive loss that the Phoenix Suns had at the hands of the Dallas Mavericks. So we thought a good way to do that was to have some sort of therapy session, if you will, combining the forces of the Aussies Suns fans podcast and the Fanning the Flames podcast with the Suns Jam Session podcast to just kind of navigate where we're at, talk about what we're feeling, look towards the future, try to figure out what's going on, and try to find some semblance of closure in a season that surely will always affect us as Suns fans. So first and foremost, I welcome to the podcast Matthew Lissy from the Suns Jam Session podcast. How are you doing, Matthew? No background behind you anymore. No, it's gone. My green screen threw it away. I donated it back to Goodwill where I got it. Um, Understandable. You know, how am I feeling? Is that what you asked? Am I no, doing, not yet. I'm not am I doing yet. okay. Not I'm yet. I'm just saying hi. Right, we'll how you doing? Later. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm John Voida from the Suns Jam Session podcast. And I'm next. I'm bringing in Dervish of Whirl. Give it up for Paul from the Fanny the Flames podcast. How you doing, folks? Howdy. Welcome aboard. It's good to see you hanging out in a closet once again. Well, There's a reason well, you're an audio-only podcast. One of many reasons <laughs> we're an audio-only podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Gavin from the Aussie Suns Fans Podcast. How are you doing? How are we doing, guys? Fantastic. What, what, what time is it there? It is uh, 1 p.m., so just a uh, perfect time to open the first beer. There we go. Oh, That's nice. what I'm talking about. We also have Nate joining us from the Aussies Fans Suns Pass. Suns Pass. I'm just done talking. Yeah, that's no it. honestly, it's our favorite <laughs> thing watching, watching you guys try to pronounce uh, Aussie Suns fans podcast. Yeah, it's kind of tough. It's kind of tough. A lot of uh, alliteration with S's and such. And and of course, Boyd, welcome to the show, Boyd. How are you doing? Howdy, guys. How's it going? I'm going unreal. I've finally made it onto the Suns Jam <laughs> podcast. I've made it. This is life. It only yeah. took the largest Game 7 loss in NBA history for this to happen. So, I mean, <laughs> but yeah. welcome, everybody, uh, to the Suns, or fanning the Aussie Suns, Suns Jam Session podcast, Megapod, uh, brought to you by your local Jeep and Eagle dealer. Uh, Justin just texted me, and he said he's having an issue. He's running late. He'll be on in five. He's given us permission to start, guys, so we're good. It, he's on Justin time. I'm used to it. <laughs> Well, I think before we get into everything related to the Phoenix Suns, we got to pop open some sort of beverage. I've got a nice little center CBD beverage because I'm still trying oh, to chill out. CBD Matt, too. I got some THC in this one though. Look at that. We're just yeah. over here getting high. Nate's popping open a beer. <laughs> I see that. I see that. Uh, everyone. All right. Yep. Yep. Gavin's got a beer. Oh, look at. Oh, Paulie brought a out the bottle. big old Jameson a bottle. bottle. Let's go. We'll pop them if you Jameson got them. Jameson and Gingy. <laughs> Let's talk about the 2022 Phoenix Suns. So it was a very disappointing end to a very promising season and potential postseason run. So I guess the first question I'll start at is, and I'll just kind of go around the horn, if you will. I'll start with Matthew. Uh, How are you feeling a week later and what stage of grief are you at? Are you at denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance? Where are you at, Matthew? 
I've kind of forgotten about it a little bit. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm super angry still. I haven't even watched any basketball until probably tonight at the Boston Celtics game. I watched like 15 minutes of it, but I'm still very upset where I can't even watch the Western Conference Finals. It feels very weird. I feel like this whole thing that happened, you know, is kind of a distraction from all the UFO sightings we've seen. You know what I mean? It has to be, right? Whatever ha- whatever just happened to the Suns is a total distraction. So for me to get over it, it'll probably be another couple months. Honestly, until Book gets back from the wedding, so we see more of them back in, in the training camp, then I'll get more into basketball game. But right now, I just don't give a shit. Paul, how you feeling? I'm Gucci. I'm yeah. all good. Well, yeah. How, how, how yeah, deep into that bottle of Jameson are you? Huh? Yeah, I was like, how, how deep into that bottle of Jameson are you? Before or after? Uh, this is uh, glass number one. Okay. And you're, and you're still Gucci. Okay. I've been good for a while, man. How and why? Teach me. <laughs> I don't let sports control my life, even though I'm on a sports podcast. Hmm. I don't believe you. I say that too. I say that too, but I just, I, I, we'll get into it later. But I mean, there's right. a, there's a lot of a lot of stuff. I'm all right, okay with. all right, Gavin, how are you feeling? Where are you at? Yeah, I'm still trying to work out which stage um, of of grief I'm in, but I, I feel like I'm in uh, bargaining at the moment. So. I'm sort of negotiating what our off season's going to look like and how we're going to come out the other side of it. Um, I, I quickly went through the anger phase though, and that probably resulted in throwing like a laptop or two. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with Matthew. I, I've watched uh, I've watched zero of the uh, finals, the Western and Eastern Conference finals. Uh, just I watched the flight attendant. That was good. <laughs> is it that is good. it good? It's awesome. It's so fucking insane. It's how many awesome. episodes is it? There's two seasons, eight episodes each. They're the season thirty minute or hour episodes. Hour episodes. It's ah. awesome. Watch it. Okay. So good. Okay, Nate, how you feeling? <laughs> uh, there's a bit of a trend going on because I have not watched a game of basketball <laughs> since. I, uh, I mean, I thought I was dealing with the fact that we weren't playing finals. Um, I mean, me and Gav have joked we're just going to go. We're Mercury fans now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they'll lose in the finals too, didn't they? They're blowing up year? too. They're they're already they're, fighting. They're losing the everything at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Hey, can you stop uh, in Russia on your way and bring back BG? Yeah, we need her. <laughs> Boyd, how you feeling? Yeah, I'm. Um, I've accepted it, mate. I've uh, I've done a um, uh, I've written a bit of a list down, like a couple of hours after the game seven. Then uh, done some reflection on the entire season and um, how I feel about it. And, and, you know, I'm staying a Suns fan. So I, uh, I dealt with it, mate. That's, that's, you that's great. So... Face, boy? Like... <laughs> oi, oi, no, the, you talking about the, the, the yeah, new book stuff. That's exactly what I'm yeah, talking that's, about. That I, uh, is terrible, mate. So <laughs> my, my, my son, I just introduced him to that Scatman song. Oh no. Yeah. Me, seen the film but, 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 but. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> So, anyways, I've I've come out this morning playing that song with um with a, a an attempt at a moustache. So um he got, he he got a real good kick out of it. So I, I'm just sticking with it for the day. So uh, your his I'll moustache give you this is bad. Much, what buddy. about mine? Or, your moustache? Or yeah, your, your moustache looks like you're 12. Oh, okay, well that's what <laughs> well, I was going Boyd, for. Boyd so. looks like a like Pedro Pascal impersonator. I'll give him that much. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take I, I, it. I'll take I, it. I gotta Google that up. <laughs> oh, you don't know who that is, Matthew? Well, it's no. interesting because you know, you take a look, you got you got a group of six Suns fans here, all podcasters, mind you. We got a couple who are at acceptance, uh, a couple who are still at anger, 
Um, one who's kind of been bargaining and like, it's been a week for me too. Like I definitely went through the anger phase. I think I wrote like six different articles for bright side of the sun, just blasting different aspects of the suns. I blasted James Jones. I blasted, uh, Monty Williams, Chris Paul, Deandre Ayton. I mean, I just, I kind of put it, I was like, I'm going to use this as my therapy session. And, and after that's all said and done, I'm still kind of in the anger phase. I think that, that this podcast is going to get me to the acceptance phase because I like what Boyd said, you know, I'm, I'm not going to stop being a Suns fan. I'm just at this point trying to absorb the magnitude of the loss that occurred. It was, it was unbelievably frustrating uh, to see us go down in such a manner. And I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to find out the why, and there's too many variables as to why. You know, and we'll talk about some of those things here momentarily, but I think that that's been one of the hardest things for me is this team that performs with such excellence and precision throughout the entire regular season when it came down to it, didn't adjust, didn't have the heart. And I actually, I started going down like the conspiracy theory. You know, like you saw the the, the how resigned Chris Paul was. I was like, Maybe the NBA came to him and said, listen, we need Luke in the Western Conference Finals, so we need you to lose. There's going to be a, a bunch of money for you, but you're going to have to lose. And he had that look on his face like, fuck, man, I'm just, I got to lose this shit on purpose, you know? And I, I know it's all bullshit, but still, like, that's how fucked up I am right now trying to figure out what the hell happened. You know, so as we start hearing you say that, what's that? That's just hearing you say that. I know, it's, but that's like, that's, that's what happens when. You know, it's been weird. It's been a, it's been a, uh, a week since I've talked about it. I've had people in my life who will come and they'll ask me some questions like, hey, you, wanna, you know, what happened with the Suns? And I'm just like, just leave me the fuck alone. Like, yeah. you know, just go the watch the ones. highlights. Yeah, I know, They're right? They're the worst ones. The, like, the, the random messages from people you haven't heard from in four years that, hey, didn't see any Phoenix Suns posts from you this week or carry. Seriously, you, you haven't spoken to me in six years. Piss off. Oh, yeah, and the worst like, part is like during game seven, it was when I was getting all the text messages. Like in the second and third quarter, it's like, are you serious? Like right now during game seven, you expect me to uh, respond to you. Yeah. It, it makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, people asking me about the Suns pick and roll defense that I haven't heard from since high school. I'm like, <laughs> who, who, how'd you get my number? You know, yeah, like I, I don't want to hear about the Suns drop defense or, or, you know, the lack of aggression from DeAndre Ayton. You know, I get it. He's probably the only guy in the history of of eating oreos to lay up his oreo instead of dunking it into the milk saw that one on facebook i thought that was funny uh That's but at the same but at the same time you know it's just like we're, i'm not at that point right now where i feel like i'm totally at acceptance now bringing in a guy who uh his <laughs> audio is 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 really interesting are you is he on a flight yeah justin are you on a flight right now I don't even think he knows he's on right now. I'm just going to remove him right now. You <laughs> <laughs> look like he had no idea what he's on. That was, a, he that was a lovely cameo. That was. Thanks for stopping by uh, to, to, to Justin. I don't know what he's doing. Boyd's back. We're going back and forth. For, for those of you who are listening to the podcast, you're lucky. We'll edit that out. <laughs> there is no editing. This is live. Quick, I want to give a shout out to Squampy, uh, $70 in Canadian dollars from the Super Chat. He says, as promised, cheers from Canada. And thanks for a great season of podcast, lads. Get Lissy some gluten-free beverages in my honor. Is that gluten-free what you're drinking? It's gluten-free, yeah. It's but, just but it's high straight in THC, up. right? Yeah, it's a, a weed cigarette. It's just stuck in a can. So, Oh, nice. I think this is going to get yeah. real interesting really quick. Justin, <laughs> Yo, how you doing? What's up, boys? Right. Hey. It's working. How you yes. doing? 
Look, I can hear you. I can see you. Our pets' heads are falling off. How does your hair grow so fast? I feel like the last time I saw you, you know, you had like a beard and like a a low cut. Now, like the Suns get eliminated from the playoffs and you look like a darn hippie. You know what? I'm not going to lie. The the flow is it's a blessing and a curse. It it truly is. That's all I'll say. Well, I mean, it's my hair does grow really fast. It's about to be Arizona in the summertime. It can't be good for your neck sweat. It's it's actually it's, in fact it is terrible for neck sweat. I, I can I can confirm that much. So what stage of grief are you at? How are you feeling when it comes to the Phoenix Suns? I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> what does denial. that even mean? Is that like de- oh he's in denial? Yep, good call. Denial. Gavin's right. He's in denial. So. No, okay, see cool. here's what here here's what I'll say. It's not denial because I, I I know what happened. I've repressed it. I just remembered it for a second right there. I'm sorry. I can't figure out. I'm on my iPad. I'm all disheveled, and I can't figure out, like, I feel like my face is not in the center. And I There it is. This is actually the best you've looked on this podcast. So Yes. Yeah. Keep it up. (laughs) That's nice, man. So Keep the extensions on, too. (laughs) Damn it, Lizzie. Extensions? Why are you going to out me? Why are you outing me? Well, I'll let you you take the first crack at this question then, Justin. Okay. And we'll go around the board. Is this the most disappointing season or end of the season in Phoenix Suns history? If you can remember it, Justin, I know you've repressed said memories, but is this the most disappointing season or end of a season in the history of the Phoenix Suns franchise? I, I, I will not say it was the most disappointing season because I mean, dude, I had a blast this season. I did like going to games, watching games with, 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 with you guys every now and then when we could um twitter i love twitter i love everybody on twitter i mean i'm sure there's a lot of people that don't like me, but i love all of you i really do uh it, dude it was it was a great year and and the end of the year i still feel i I've, I've honestly i felt nothing from it because by by the middle of the third quarter i was numb and i'm just like it, it's kind of just felt like that throughout i i mean I wasn't mad and I wasn't sad. It just kind of happened, but I'm ready for next year. All right. So you're, you're, you're in like denial and you're and acceptance at the same time. Like I need to get, (laughs) hook me up with your dealer because whatever he's giving you is working. Boyd, what Uh, do you, (laughs) I've I've said the same thing throughout the year about the playoffs last year. I, and it's going to be that every year. So, well, (laughs) you know, except for when we win the title, of course, of course, of course, it'll be next year, obviously. Boyd, what do you now. think? Is this the most disappointing end of a season in the history of Phoenix Suns franchise history? Well, it's uh, it, it is the it, it's the most disappointing end, but uh, the actual season itself was the was the most awarding. Um, yeah, so yeah, look, yeah, definitely the end. Like we, it, and it all comes due to our expectations that we put on this season after after last season. So. Um, it's on us, I, I feel, and we've beaten ourselves ultimately in that game seven in the in the arse end of that um, series. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'll say the uh, it's the most rewarding season, but the most disappointing um, end to it all, for sure. No, I go, all right, let's go right on down the line. Nate, what do you think? Yeah, we're all on the same page, I think, back here, especially me and Gav, because we ex- like like Boyd said, we expected to be in the finals like the last year was yeah awesome this is we didn't expect to get this far we're bringing it this year we're like mm-hmm. it's ours the whole crown all of it 
me and Gav booked flights basically and then traveled to America in like, no, this is happening. So for us, fuck yeah, disappointed. Um, the worst end of a season I, in my memory for me. Yeah, like what rivals it? Mario Ellie oh, Kiss the of Death? So the Kiss of Death. Yeah. Robert Ory? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm getting yeah. My, my, my heart's starting to beat faster, guys. Can we stop? That's, <laughs> hey, this, it's a therapy session. Hey, right? Can I ask one quick question? I don't think the Robert Ory one was disappointing. The disappointment happened before the game we lost with the Robert Ory one when they suspended the players. Mm-hmm. Like it was almost a sense of um, inevitability at that stage. Yeah, fair. <laughs> well, and also it was going into a game Sad. six. We still had an opportunity to win the series. We had won that game. In the Robert Ory game, we won. You know, so going into the next game, you know, yeah, you feel like you were kind of screwed. J- Justin still has his hand up, so I will, I, will, I will politely call on Justin. Completely off topic. Sorry. Okay. And I'm sorry if this was brought up before I got on, but but Nate, I hope you're getting paid, bro. I'm angling for it, bro. I'm angling for it. Because we're going to spend a lot of money at Marley's. So yeah, where's God, where free sure somebody put something in the chat saying, are you sponsored by Marley's? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for those who listen to the pod, uh, Nate's rocking a Marley's hat, a Marley shirt. Um, I think there's a picture <laughs> with him be- behind him there with is. Dan Marley. Like, <laughs> I just noticed right now. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell because I'm the short ass. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, what do you think? Same question. Most disappointing end of a sun season? No, I don't think so. I mean, it does did it suck? Yeah. I mean, we, I think it was just a, it's a situation of we peaked too early. It mm. reminded me of uh, my cross country team in high school where we peaked early <laughs> and then crapped out in the final race because we scheduled it wrong. Yeah. And I think we were just so far ahead that like those last two weeks of the season they were coasting and then they couldn't turn it back on. So I'm all right. Not the most disappointing season. I was so much more like frantic and like insane about the like Nash years. Like those yes. like were crushing to me. This I'm all right. Do you think that's a, this, because this we one, were at this a one was point crushing, in our absolutely life. crushing, absolutely crushing from my perspective. But most disappointing sun season? No way. I mean, geez, what three, four years ago we were winning 19 games. They were disappointing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Start. That to was finish. easier though. Yeah, you know, of was... course, when you're losing and you know you suck, it's always easier. But I'd, to be honest, I'd rather the crushing um, pain of disappointment by being a side that's going to be a championship contender than one where you get up, go to watch a game. And for us, they're all in the morning. Your day's already ruined because you know the team you're just about to watch is going to get uh, probably stay close for a half and then get crushed in the second half. Matthew, what do you think? Uh, this is weird because, like, I'm thinking about like next season and how nothing will matter, right? What this team does because last this last season we did everything. I mean, the awards weren't really there. Of course, Mikel Bridge is probably a little bit too early to win the Defensive Player of the Year, but it's like we did everything a team can do during the season. And as we're going through the season, all the other teams kind of are just kind of coasting, kind of like you know, picking it up in the second half of the season, uh, not playing as hard as they should be, right? Taking a lot of nights off. The Suns never did. So it's disappointing because I'm just thinking about next year and it's just like it doesn't fucking matter like what seed we have going into the yeah. playoffs now, right? It doesn't. And that's the worst part about this. That's the most disappointing part 
is because we didn't make it to the finals was such a great season. Um, but it just, I was going to ask too, like the playoffs, did it feel like the same kind of playoffs as last year? Like last this year, playoffs the playoffs insane. were insane. These playoffs I know, are but like, so weird. Did you, did you still believe in this team like you did last year though? Or was it the same kind of belief? No, because the Pelican series, we got beat up. You know, we got punched in soft, the mouth. Right? You know, and it was a I think, weird. I think this year's the difference was that um, this year was the expectation. Last year, nobody expected us to go the whole way. So every yeah. single game in the playoffs was just so exciting for us because we're picking up these wins going, holy crap, we're going to get through. We're, we're going into the next round. We're going into the next round. We're, we're knocking the Lakers out, which is always the greatest event of all time. Um but then this year we had the expectation was if we don't make the finals, it's a, it's a waste. That uh, That's sort of where the expectation lied. So that's why I think the, the feeling between the two last year's run and this year's run completely different. This year was almost anxiety every game that you set up to watch. The playoffs was. Every game was yeah. anxiety. Our message feed is proof of it. Yeah. <laughs> And Gavin, you're 100 percent right. It was the expectations this year was like this was like a Hollywood script of you knew that the Suns, the Suns were going to get fucked. Like you knew it was coming because all those expectations were there. You have Monty after every loss saying, you know, the reason we worked so hard for that number one seed is so we had home court advantage. You're like, oh, cool. As game seven approaches, you know the the one road game they're going to lose or the one home game they're going to lose is the one that matters, right? And again, the the mat I, I think the reason that you're, you're all correct. The, this season alone was one of the most uh, fun seasons ever. You know, this one, one of the, I've never enjoyed a regular season as much. I've never been impressed with the team as much as I did in the regular season. And that's what makes the end of this season, the most disappointing. Cause not only in the manner that they went out, if you lose by, if you lose in heartbreaking fashion, like to Mario Ellie, right in the second round of the 1995 NBA playoffs, it's soul crushing. It's, it's like, but, but you felt like you were this close. You were right there. This year, in the matter that they came out, didn't compete, didn't even give us a chance. We didn't get even settle in and get through our first beer before everything went haywire and, and the game was over. I mean, it was over from the beginning. It was embarrassing. Uh, all, all the receipts that the Mavs fans kept on anyone who was a, a member of the Suns Twitter, they were calling us out on everything. Yeah, as well they should. It, it was embarrassing. And, you know, I, I like what Matthew says because, yeah, as I look towards next season, I'm thinking the same exact thing. Like, it doesn't matter the seeding anymore. Like, fuck the seeding. As long as you're a top four seed, in my opinion, so you have home court in the first round, that's what matters in my opinion. But, I, you know, I guess I'll ask this question when we go through and we take a look at that game seven. As, as we try to purge <coughs> what happened – in that series and, and try to excavate it from our systems forever. What the fuck went wrong? Who can tell me that? Everything. What the fuck went wrong? <laughs> All right, everything. Easy answer. Now tell me about everything. What made up everything? Well, I mean, booking. The Suns forgot how to making, play basketball. Yeah, yeah. It's It was basketball. such a, like, like, every, like, just – one of those things where, like, you know, you can have one guy who's off. You can maybe even have two guys who's, who, who are off. But for some reason, don't know why, don't know what it was, but literally every single guy on that team was off. Nobody – and it wasn't that they didn't step up. They were off. Like, they couldn't hit a shot to save their fucking lives. And then Mavs took advantage of it. And then after a certain point, you're just like, well, fuck it. I might as well go to Cancun. 
We're going to be speculating forever what went wrong because there is nothing. uh, Look, we sucked on the floor. There was no doubt about it. Someone put a lid on our basket, but and and someone expanded the basket at the end of the Mavs because they were just hitting everything. But there's there, I think all of us can sort of, or at least have thought about the fact that there were other elements of play here. Something else happened. Um, whether it happened in the team off court um, I, I, and the old conspiracy theory was their breakdowns. And I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit of that as we go forward. But to me, it's just, you don't forget how to play basketball and you don't perform that poorly if something else isn't happening in the background. And that for me was the biggest concern because our guys, the Pelican series, we struggled. Um, the Mav series, 2 nil up. And let's be honest, all of us sat there and went, we're sweeping the Mavs. They, there's no way they can match up yeah. with this team. Um, and then it all turned to shit. Even in our wins, um, I think we had a pretty comfortable win at home. But even in that, it just something didn't feel right about this squad. I mean, look at it like Devin Booker getting hurt in game two of the – the Pelican series, that was kind of the initial point that started this trajectory of something doesn't feel right. And then you get into, you know, DeAndre Ayton, Monty Williams having their little beef on the sidelines. It's still not exactly clear what occurred. Uh, What was DA not willing to go back into the game? Uh, We don't know, you know, CP three, we don't know what's, you know, reported by Chris Haynes shortly after the game that he had a quad injury, but you know, kind of to Gavin's point, like there's a, there's a big mystery about what occurred with this team. And it'll be really interesting if anybody ever does like an oral history of what occurred during the second round of the Western Conference semifinals to a 64-win team and how they completely became decimated. Does anybody have any theories out there? Do we just want to start throwing some shit against the wall just for fun or for podcasting content's sake? <laughs> I, I mean, I'll, I'll chime in and say no, I don't because to to – say what Matthew said earlier, it doesn't matter, right? Like, so you he's talking about seeding, but I'm talking about, I look, I, whatever <laughs> happened, happened, and it needs to be, I, I, I agree this, there's, there's something internal that obviously created some issues. I also think that there's a lot to the Chris Paul injury thing, because obviously he was not the player that even we saw in the, in the, in the first series, but wasn't the if, player we if there was, the if there was, yeah, right. If there was something internal going on, it needs to be addressed during the offseason. And I trust that James Jones will speculating what it is, I feel like is a waste of energy. But for content purposes, I'm sure other people have 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 a different opinion. So that's also partially why. Well, so we'll, we'll, we'll let Boyd talk real quick. But in, in summation, essentially what Justin is saying is that it doesn't matter. OK, note to self. Boyd, what do you got? Fair. He's not real good with his iPhone studio. We keep trying to get Boyd to update his shit. Boyd, he's <laughs> his Nate, Nate's got something to say. It's probably more value anyway because Boyd's useless. <laughs> yeah, I'll jump in while Boyd fixes out his, his iPhone studio. Still can't hear you, Boyd. I, I've been reflecting on uh, the comment made shit. by Sava like, back uh, during negotiations on um Aiton's contract when he called him a lazy so-and-so and then looking back at how he looked in games yeah seven uh against the Mavs he looked like a lazy so-and-so 
Um, it just and like was that a consistent thing through the season again, or just the postseason? Uh, was there a chip on his shoulder that caused him to perform badly, or just he lost his edge? And these are all the things I've been going back mm-hmm. over, you know, thinking that we haven't actually spoke about on our pod. Well, okay. I mean, I, I think now's a good time. Watch. I mean, DeAndre Ayton is obviously the biggest sounding board out there right now, uh, whether you're on Sun's Twitter, even Sun's Facebook, which generally isn't highly knowledgeable when it comes to things, any, you know, doing with the Phoenix Suns. They're talking about DeAndre Ayton. And I actually, I put something out there today from the Suns Jam Session uh, Twitter handle, just kind of talking about how it must feel right now to be like an Ayton stand. Because we all know on Twitter, you have those people who are just like hardcore. They, they will live and die with DeAndre Ayton. And, and it's almost to the point like to their detriment, right? You know, I, I said it's got to be tough being a hardcore Ayton stand because you allow your emotional connection to the player and the fact that you des- define yourself by being an Ayton stand to cloud your view of his effort and play. You're stuck on that island and you will die planting that flag. And the same goes for the anti Ayton people, right? I think one thing that Matthew and I have done throughout our history on the podcast is there's t- there's things we like about him. There's things we don't like about him. You try to take all that information and, and try to form some point of view on it. Right. And, you know, I did make the comment that it's kind of like politics, like people will sit there and they will die with their party, even if it doesn't make any sense. Right. And you get a lot of people right now. A lot of eight and stands are very defensive because of the point that Nate made. We- if you go and you look at the effort put forth by DeAndre Ayton in this series at, you know, he should have dominated the series, right? He should have been uh, just mulling over. You, you have Maxi Kleba and you have Dwight Powell as the guy who's trying to guard him. And Matthew and I used to talk, you know, we talked about on a couple post game pods. He would hide on offense at time. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't have that aggression. And we've talked about it at nauseum, the aggression that he lacks. Okay. And, and, you're starting to get a lot of those eight and stands are like, hey, but he did great in the playoffs last year. It's like, okay, so do we take like 26 games in the playoffs last year and say over a four-year period uh, that determines a max contract or not? Again, I don't know those things. I don't know truly what his value is. If I could personally, I would bring DeAndre Ayton back. I think he's a very valuable big, but it has to be for the right price, right? We know that there's probably going to be some uh, – offers from other teams when it comes to restricted free agency the Suns can match that offer and based on the price tag of that offer they might end up trading him because it doesn't make sense in the long term you know but there's a lot of different things here where it's like I get all the eight and stands and I get all the haters as they call them the hating the eight and haters out there I get it but what we need to do is you know really start to take a look at who this player is how he performs and what that value is as we move forward with him and this franchise so based on all that stuff I said, what, what are you guys thinking? What are you feeling about DeAndre Ayton as potentially, you know, what happened in this series, uh, what's happened in his four years as a Phoenix Suns, and how do we move forward with him? I think he's being scapegoated. I think so, too. I mm-hmm. think so, too. He's 100% being scapegoated. Like, if you're caught talking about that game seven when Chris Paul and Devin Booker didn't make a shot in the entire first half and we only scored a total of 27 points and you're blaming Aiton for that when our entire offense is built around those two guys, I'm sorry. That's not on Aiton. And if they weren't getting him involved either, that's not on Aiton. They have He's the not ball. really sorry, just for the record. Yeah, no, <laughs> nor, nor should he be sorry. I, I'm a bit of an Aiton stand as well, so... Um, I just don't think we run the, especially when we are struggling to put score on the board. When he when he seals off, 
we don't give him the ball at times. It's Devin Booker and Chris Paul want to control the game when we're struggling. They're the ones that think they're going to dig us out of it. And in that Mavs, in those Mavs games, they were struggling. They needed to start to include him in the game. And realistically, the pick and roll with Chris Paul and the and the dump off, it just didn't happen enough. And that, to me, that comes down to the play calls. I just don't think Chris Paul was calling those plays. He was calling plays to try and get shots for Book, try and get shots for McHale, Crowder, whoever it was. We just didn't run the plays for DA. Um, and I think that going forward, look, let's be honest, even NBA media who give us, gives us nothing is talking about DeAndre Ayton being the fourth or fifth, fifth best center in the NBA. Oh, yeah, they're salivating. Teams are salivating to get him. Yeah. You know, so do the Phoenix Suns need to pivot and say, hey, we're going to bring back DA and we have a commitment to involve him more in this offense? In my personal opinion, that's the answer. That's what needs to occur. Now, again, it has to be for the right price tag because there's not a lot of teams that are successful who pay their center a max contract deal. You know, Matthew, <laughs> what, what do you think? Uh, this is just really weird. I think that the way DA actually handled himself – during the game, after the game, I think that's a lot of the reason why everyone's kind of like attacking him, right? Yeah. He didn't talk to the media. You saw him yelling at Monty. Like that's stuff that you don't see like Booker or Chris Paul do. Well, Booker being a young guy, right? The first four years, he had a lot of growing to do. A lot of He was very immature too. But you never saw things like that. You never saw him say anything or hide from the media. I think that's the reason really a lot of people are going after him. Of course, I don't think it's his fault. My stomach, my my gut is just telling me, like to not bring him back, but I do want him back. I don't know if this is like a Josh Jackson thing where I'm like, oh, it's Josh Jackson. This is, of course, Josh Jackson was terrible. But he it's like, shit. is he going to go somewhere else and him. blossom? Is he, yeah, I know. Is he going to go somewhere else and be the man? Like those are things you worry about, right? But the thing is with DA, it's just like, we're talking about like not having him involved in the game, right? The way he plays the best is when Chris Paul and Devin Booker can really set him up for success. He can't really play with the ball in his hands. He can't. He could. I feel like the season he had the opportunity to really work on his game and try to try to make it a point to where he can handle the ball, get to the rim on his own. You know, it's things like that. Work on moves all season long. When did to he where, have those opportunities? Like I think when? he did all season. Seriously? What's no, up? he didn't. No, he didn't. The first quarter. The ball's in Chris Paul or Devin Booker camera paint hands the whole time. Yeah, but he could during the season. He's had opportunities. Of course, he sets the screens and the plays aren't ran for him. But if he wanted it, he could have probably put it in there. We we won 64 games. There's so many minutes on the court left out there for him to where he could just take over if he wants to. But Show this, like, goes oh, yeah. back, this goes back to what you were saying before, Matt, Matthew, with um, the fact that next year the seed doesn't matter. This year they were playing for that record. So they ran those plays for Book, for CP. I agree with Paul. They gave DA none of those opportunities to do it. A couple of times we saw little glimpses of it and sort of mm -hmm. all of us, he put the ball on the floor, take it to the rim. You know, we were all sitting there going, geez, let's see more of that. We want to see more of that every week. But the problem was that this, this side, I think the whole season set themselves goals and targeted those goals and played the game um, with those play calls set for Paul Booker and our outside shooters, not for DeAndre Ayton. And if you take a look at the usage rate this year, obviously Devin Booker was the highest usage rate player <coughs> on the team at 31.3%. Uh, DeAndre Ayton of the starters was number two, 21.7. Chris Paul was a 19.7 usage rate. So I can see Matthew's point of view. You know, yeah. 
He had the ball in his hands. Did he execute with the ball in his hands? As I don't much think as... he knows how to, though. That's the thing. Yes. And like that's where behind the scenes we'll find out when Kobe. I'm not sorry. When uh, oh, Booker. when uh, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton are sitting across from each other like Shaq and Kobe 20 years from now, talking about how they're big babies and they couldn't work things out. You know what I mean? That's what's gonna happen. But I just think that Da did have opportunities, but would Monty would them let do it? Because honestly, we will never know. And we'll never know until we saw D.A. yell at Monty on the sideline, like, hey, I need the ball. Maybe that's just what they go through in practice. It's like, hey, can we run plays for me, please? And it's like, no, 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 no. Just stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. You'll get your opportunity. Maybe that was it. So who knows? Nate, what hey, do you listen, think? I love that Shaq, the, the, the Shaq comparison, because I saw someone mention in the um, feed there that they wanted to see him dunk more. And I, I agree. I wanted to see Aiton turn around and do a full-on Shaq dunk with his dick in someone's face and just rub it in. Yeah. Yeah. We all wanted that. That kind of aggression. I mean. Yeah, he doesn't have that desire to crush it. But at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to fault him for dunks or no dunks. As long as the ball goes in the basket, that's all I truly care. Of course, when you're watching the game, the emotion of the game, you're like, fucking dunk the ball, D.A., you know, of course, that's how you feel in the game. But at the end of the day, you know, it's about like, feel, you look, he's got 12 field goal attempts. You know, during the regular season, 12 field goal attempts the entire time. You know, uh, Boyd, let's see if your audio works this time. And what are your thoughts? Right. right. Can, yes. you, can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Look, I think um, look, DA, he's, mate, he's sacrificed, right? So he's, he's playing a team game. And, and, mm. and, and I guess you would see a lot of other number one picks out there that are, um, especially towards the end of that first contract, that rookie contract. Um, just doing whatever they want, um, despite what the team needs. And you know he's got he's got guys barking at him on um, on really big contracts who are being looked after. And you know his 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 guy from the same draft class in Macau Bridges was extended. Um, so look, he's got reason, and everything's amplified, everything's magnified in playoffs, right? It it may not be a massive thing between him and Monty. It may have just been a brain explosion there. So I think. I think emotions are heightened, and I think um, I don't think it is what everyone's saying it is. And and ultimately, we we have to pay him. And if we don't fucking like it, we can get rid of him by the trade deadline. And it's going to be a heap of teams who are just going to who, who are going to give us good stuff. It's not as it's not as tricky as the sign and trade. Um, and 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 yeah, he might he might you know, we might say, oh shit, he's now a top three center, and just keep him keep him past that trade deadline. But the, Thing is, is that he can't walk for nothing. He can't take that qualifying offer and ride out that sixteen million, and then become an unrestricted free agent next season. Mm-hmm. Um, that these things can't happen. We have to pay him. We have to get something for him or get something out of him. But you know, I think I think it's um, I think it's a it's it's a lot of it's a lot of smoke and not much fires at at the moment with uh with with da. He would have calmed down after after the game, um, and you know. Things things would have been patched up, but ultimately, when 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 our backcourt, our star backcourt, were shit in the bed, did you see Da running back down the court barking at any of them two? What the fuck are you guys doing? What yeah. you, it doesn't it doesn't go both ways. So that's got to that's got to be um, you know you know really yeah, you must get tired of that, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know these guys with these big contracts and the whole the whole system's built around them guys. Um, but yeah, yeah, look, I, um, I don't, I think it's very much going to be a run it back type of a type of a thing with some minor adjustments, but I think, um, I think DA stays with us until at least the trade deadline, unless there's a, a really tricky sign and trade. That's my thoughts there. What do you think, Justin? 
I think DA is gone. Like, I think we've seen the last of him in the Suns uniform. Uh, I think he's going to be part of a sign and trade this offseason. And yeah, that that's that. I mean, and, and I, I, I guess you could qualify me as a DA Stan. Could you? Yeah, probably. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Paul. I, no, yeah. I don't, I don't know though. Like, I feel he like Stan. he is. <laughs> it, if not for the fact that he's a Luca hater. Here's like what, here's DA, what, here's what, typically have like a picture of DA in their profile picture or under their their description. It talks about you know like I would I would take a look. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that, that's I, a I, level of yeah. I believe that's a stand will, though, in my opinion. I, I will check this after I'm done speaking, but I'm quite certain that in my phone I have June sixth as DeAndre Ayton Day as a yearly event because that was the day that we drafted him. So for whatever that might be worth. But regardless, my point being, I, I've in the very least been an ardent DA supporter. That's since, where I lie. Frankly, even before his U of A days, when he was like playing high school ball here in Phoenix. Right. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of lost on where I stand on him at this point, because I, I think about everything he has done throughout his time here so far he's done what he's been asked to do he has sacrificed for the team he carried us through a lot of the playoffs last year but dude what have you done for me lately right and I try not to I try not to look at that but I I I just think about like what did he have to say to make Monty Williams freaking react like that right and to to get that type of reaction from Monty Williams that that concern that concerned me because we know what kind of guy Monty is, right? Maybe uh, and, it was and, the truth that got him to react. <laughs> right. Well, maybe. Right. That could have been it. Um, it's all built up. But, but I think, you know, let's also – maybe people say don't read into it, but I think Monty Williams is a guy that chooses his words very carefully. And let's not forget that in that, you know, after the game the next day or whenever when he did that interview, uh, he mentioned some of the younger players by name and how they performed in the playoffs. And the one dude that he did not mention was DeAndre Ayton. I, I think that that's not, that's not just a brain fart. And if it is, that's like Paul, Paul to, 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 to go to a reference of one of our favorite shows here. That's like a, Oh, I forgot about you type of moment. Right. <laughs> and, and that's and not, not, not only that, not only that, he admitted in that um, interview that he hadn't even spoken today yeah. since the incident. Uh, I mean, to me, that's weird. But these bench incidents do happen. I mean, we've seen Spo and Jimmy Butler nearly punch on, and you know they they still they can make it work. Um, and I think sign trade's going to be pretty difficult. Yeah, Justin, you said sign and trade, but I'm I'm interested in your opinion on who drives that: the player, the GM, or the owner. I think the GM, Just the other player we want, player, but the player is going to have to also cooperate to a certain degree because it, it's it's going to have to involve obviously a sign right so mm-hmm. there's certain leverage that the player would have there but at the same time if the player doesn't want to be where the player currently is how how, how strong really is that leverage because this isn't about Eric Bledsoe though, so yeah. <laughs> no 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 longer I could have had the same conversation about him or probably Josh Jackson anybody really well, do you think though the really quick, John, the players though they knew that something was going to happen, right? Mikhail even said something after the game where he's like, "Whatever happens to him, I wish him the best." It's like, do you think everyone knew, including like Booker and CP3, like 
it just wasn't going to work out because wasn't wasn't there rumors about DeAndre wanting out two months ago or something in Phoenix? There's, like I heard there, that. There's too. a ton of rumors. There's that. There's the team is disappointed because he only got a couple hours of sleep prior to the game seven because he was up playing video games all night. So they're pissed at him in that capacity. There's all kinds of stuff out there that we don't like. Damn. Like we said, we don't know what yeah, that, that story wasn't great. That dropped the day before that. It's like, oh, I get two hours of sleep at night because I play video games. Yeah, like you know, and so that's that, supposed to be like a puff piece on DA. I'm like, that's really what you're running with. That's <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe let that one float away in the puff. You know, so you question the commitment of DA at times, and we you you question his physicality at times, you question his aggression at times. So again, that's why there's a lot of questions around DeAndre Ayton. But one thing that the majority of you hit on, and you have to recognize, is that he has been a team player uh, by sacrificing the numbers, if you will, he's sacrificing the shot attempts, right? He had almost 15 field goals a game the year that we had Ricky Rubio. Uh, you know, he's averaging 18.2 points a game. The next year, CP3 shows up. He drops down to 10 field goal attempts per game. And then this past season, it was 12 field goal attempts per game. So it's clear that the Phoenix Suns decided <coughs> we're going to be a guard-centric team. We're going to focus a lot of our actions coming off of our guards, uh, penetrate, pop, you know, hit DA at times, hit our three-point shooters at times. That was kind of the essence of who our offense was. Uh, it, it brings you to another question, you know, Chris Paul. One, DA had a sacrifice because of Chris Paul's arrival, right? And and part of that sacrifice is understanding that he's going to learn from him. He's going to put him in a place or potentially put him in, a, in an area that allow him to be successful, him being DA. Uh, but now Chris Paul is 37, and he looked every bit of 37 from the moment he turned 37. Played like absolute dog shit. Uh, Matthew's mustache could have played better on offense, especially in that game seven. You know, so hey, I, as I we look towards next John. year. Go ahead. Uh, I just want to circle back on one last thing on DA. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome, Justin. I at, le- I at least like warned him on that one. Dude, that but was lovely. You, you, hey, you know what? You can do that whenever you want on our <laughs> show, buddy. Whenever you want, okay? I just want to circle back to something that was kind of glossed over very early on when we started talking about DA, where you said that paying centers in this league is like a fool's errand, basically. For the most part, we're, yes. We're coming off a season where the top two MVP candidates were centers. And how many of them have won? Have even gone to a conference finals? Well, I mean that's what I, that's Giannis. Well, Giannis is Giannis is basically a, a freaking he's center, a, he's but a, also he's a, he's a four. A, they have Brooke Lopez out there. Giannis is not a center. AD is not a center. Giannis is uh, AD is an alien, but he doesn't want to be a center. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. To, to, to your point, though, this season, Jokovic was on a team with fucking scrubs. Um, Joel Embiid was on a team with fucking Jokovic. scrubs and James Harden. Jokovic. I wouldn't say that, though. I wouldn't Jokovic. say that, though. Jokovic. One, his name is Jokic, not Jokovic. You're right. Two, two <laughs> Jokic. Why? It's the Jameson. It's the Jameson. I don't blame you all. I don't blame you at all. But like last year, Jokic, last year, Jokic was on team. Again, granted, they were without uh, uh, Jamal Murray in the playoffs, you know, but I, I just think that it's – When's the last time a center led a team to a title? It was Shaquille O'Neal 20 years ago. It just it's not the way that you structure teams. I think that's what Paul's trying to say, right? Well, no, but what what I'm I'm trying to no, what I'm trying to say is there's ebbs and flows in this league, and we ebbed away from centers for a very, very long time. And 20 years. (laughs) 
they're they're well not and then this, co- and, then this and then this Djokovic guy comes around. <laughs> yeah, he, isn't he a great tennis player? He is. He is he's yeah. a sensational tennis player. <laughs> Non-vaxxed, he can't play. Well, no, yeah, not play. He can't play. <laughs> <sighs> I get oh, what you're saying. I, I no, love but, you, Paul. But, but, but see, that's so the much. argument that's going on right now. And that's going to be one of the things we're going to talk about throughout this offseason is what is the value of DA? Because somebody out there will pay him, not, mm-hmm. if not a max, something very close, something as close as they can to a Joel Embiid or to the reality a, is that that's his value. And if, if somebody else is willing to buy it, that's then that's his value. value. Exactly. The market <laughs> dictates the value. But what okay, does we, oh, but what really, does that really equate cool to in postseason success? Put Justin speak. Hold on, really quick. <laughs> Justin really quickly. hates not being in control. I just, I just need. I, I do. This is, this is. Like yeah, I was gonna say a lot, but really quickly. Last season, when when the whole DA Max contract thing came up, and everyone was jumping up and down the table like Michael Porter Jr. got one. The dig, the market says he's a max contract guy, and I'm like, the market doesn't say shit until he's exposed to the market. Everyone's like, that doesn't make. Thank you guys. Yes. Being fucking it absolutely That's makes all. sense. That's all. Yeah. Thank it's you. And yes, MPJ, MPJ got his max, but and his back that was a out. that was a choice from Denver, and I'd say I'd say it was because uh, Jamal Murray was injured. But um, reality is that uh, we know that Detroit, San Antonio are probably going to try and offer DA a contract. Mm-hmm. Indiana, so least. Chicago. DA's value is the max. Yep. And again, to the point, I like what Boyd said earlier, we can match that. And then it's, you know, you prove it to us that you're worth it, or we can get some assets for you that are going to be, allow this team to be productive moving forward. And again, I'm going to, now I'm going to try to once again, guide that conversation towards the Chris Paul aspect of this. I'm not done with DA. (laughs) Okay. okay, okay, Get it. Get it. No. Today I want DA. I was actually going to say, it would suck if he went to San Antonio. Oh, of course. Of course he would. Because you know. Use him right. That's going to backfire. Just like Luca going to the Mavericks, it's like, you know, these players that you don't want to go to these certain teams and succeed, it'd be one of them. And it would definitely yeah. happen if you went to San Antonio. So let's avoid that, at least. So Chris Paul. <laughs> Getting older. Ton of money. You know, he, he it's all guaranteed next year. Uh, what should the Suns do with him? Do you think he should play here next year? I know it's a yes. weird question to ask. Uh, but you know, he proved this season that he could guide a team to their best record in the franchise's history. But as things go, an old point guard wore down in the playoffs, uh, simply by being pestered by Jose Alvarado and Reggie Bullock. And you know, again, was looked so resigned in the uh, in the playoffs that it was just unbelievably frustrating to watch. So, so thoughts on Chris Paul, Boyd? You said yes. Tell me about it. Yeah, look, he. He sticks around, and I think it. I think he's um, he does so much for the whole team, and and you can we can keep saying oh, that it's only good for the regular season, but at the end of the day, what we should have done in that in, in that Pelican series is is not change the way that we um, um, play basketball with Chris Paul and having Jay Crowder, Macau Bridges, or anyone else bring the ball up the court. It's just it's just it's just like since that that time when he got forced them them violations in the backcourt. And we changed around, and we we didn't we weren't imposing our will on the other team. We we let them dictate to us how we're going to play the point go- the point god the hall of famer. We changed everything, so that changed the way that we set the table for everyone else. So ultimately, if it's going to wear him down, 
that sort of a play, playing playing 20, 28 minutes a game instead of thirty eight minutes a game, and but but play his basketball and 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 do it his way, do it our way. And I think from that moment, um, um, and 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 if we make that change and and, and we play Chris Paul as he was, you know, as he is put out there to do, um, I think I think he's great for another season. Um, we just have to we just have to do it our way, and, and like it ties into we beat ourselves. We um, overthought it, I think. But yeah, we um we we keep him and we keep him for the for that for that following year when it's only partially guaranteed, like fifteen point eight million. We keep him then too. And um you know, give him a little bit more rest if he needs it. But um but yeah, look, we keep him and then that last season, if he's still got some tank uh, some 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 petrol in the tank, well then we maybe look at restructuring it because that's fully un uh, unguaranteed. But yeah, we we're we're keeping C P three man. For sure. But if does keeping CP3 does that is it detrimental to DeAndre Ayton? Because again, DeAndre Ayton has to sacrifice a lot with CP3. Detrimental to the whole team. Okay, so tell me about that, Paul. CP3, where's his where's his welcome out around year three, particularly when you have success, and that's part of that's the disease of me, uh, and whatnot that comes with having success, and then you got a drill sergeant like CP, and like maybe that's part of what has been the DA situation to an extent is, you know what? I've been taking your shit for two years, you know? And then you and, suck. And, and, you're, and, not, and you're not showing me the result and you're not showing me the growth. You're not incorporating me the way I want to. And like, and then you go and suck and then you're not shifting to incorporate me, but I don't know. I, I'd be interested to see, like, I'd hate to see this team go the way of the, the Clippers. And I'm hope hope it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Justin's face, bro. Something you said, something you but said it was before. about year three when that went to shit too. Yeah, something you said before there, Voida, is um, he was shit in game seven. No, he was shit in fucking five of the he games. Did. Let's yes, be honest, correct, right? correct. But he needs to he needs to pull a Jason Kidd here. Jason Kidd went and became the second, third option, was happy to cop it and won a title. That's what CP3 needs to do. Um, he, 37, look, as long as we run back 36-year-old CP3 um, during next season, no worries. 37-year-old CP3 sucks ass. <laughs> Nate, what do and you think? No, no, no matter how much he hates it, we need to DNP rest that guy. Amen. We're not going to spend next year targeting 64 wins, franchise records, breaking all that sort of stuff. They did that this year. Next year, they are going to be far more uh, methodical about how we structure our regular season. I can, I can see it right now. They, they will assess the fact that we went hard to try and break those records this year, and we will settle back into a more methodical structure for next year. But did we really go hard to try to break those records? I of course mean, we, we did. rested guys towards we the end of the year. Them. We did. Really? Yeah. Yes. Chris Paul came back like, way too early from his injury. Way too early. I mean, I'm not a doctor, so I I, I, I don't know. <laughs> you just pretend I, I, to be I, on I, television, right? I, I would assume. Yeah, you, you just watch a lot of medical dramas. The medical staff said he was okay, <laughs> but there are games when Book sat. There are games when CP sat. They rested, guys. I don't think you can do much more resting than they really did, frankly. Maybe that's part of the problem we had in the playoffs. So CP played 
played every single game up until that injury and he was playing well over the amount of minutes that he should have been playing in that span. I think his highest minutes since um, joining the Rockets back in um, what's that, five, five or so years ago. So yeah, he was he was playing 30, 33, uh, 30, 33, 30, yeah, 33 minutes, minutes a game, a game or something like that. Yeah. Then he got That's injured and he took a month off, and then he rested two games right at the end of the right at the end of the season. So right. two games rest, four weeks injured, but it the entire like rest the, doesn't it? The, the overall product was um, when he was out there for the majority of the time. He was he was being he was he, he was probably paying too much. Yeah, so what they should do next year is fourth quarter, bring him out in a cryo chamber or something, right? Fourth quarter, that's it. Go back in the cryo until next Comes game. out like Darth Vader. Yeah, just because there's nothing else you can do. This guy just wants to play every game. He wants to play yeah, every minute. Not the fourth quarter, hurt. though, Matthew. He needs huh? to just sit the second and third. Just leave yes. him off for the second and third because we saw this year what Chris Paul does in last quarters. No, that's what he's saying. Yeah. Bring him out for just the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, fourth, yeah. So he plays in maybe just the a five minutes. Quarter. Not even. Yeah, yeah just the yeah. Five, five. If minutes. it's crunch time, you just minutes, bring him yeah. out. But again, it has to be so much better. Game. <laughs> and, yeah, and we were talking about him uh, taking a back seat. Chris Paul liked the Jason Kidd thing. I like that. It's just Booker has to be that much better. Like when the Mavericks had Dirk, you know, that's a guy that can just take over games. Like Book can for sure, but he needs to go up another level. Then right, if he wants to kind of pass Chris Paul, which I kind of thought he was going to this playoffs, but just never really happened. Well, he, he allowed – Booker allowed traps in that Mavs series. He got himself in positions mm-hmm. that allowed the Mavs to trap him and take him out of the contest. And he's got to be better than that. If if you want to take over games, he can't allow traps. Yeah. So, so, so again, I mean, it sounds like Chris Paul back every – everybody's for that. Right. And, and we also think yeah. that DA we should bring back obviously, because we know the market's going to dictate that he'll be worth a max or something close to it. So it comes down to the one big question. I'm going to start off with Justin on this one, right? Will Sarver allow it? We will go into the luxury tax next year. If Deandre Ayton gets paid the max or, and, and you got the Cameron Johnson question out there. What does this do to our roster is, is your boy Bobby Sarver going to allow the Phoenix Suns to spend that much money? Yeah, he will. I don't think it's going to ultimately be on DA because, like I said, I think he's going to be gone. But I think he will. I mean, and he's gone on record doing it, and he's done it before. It's a while back. But he's 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 showed that he's willing to pay for a team that's going to win games and put butts in the seats. And that's what we've seen this team do. And and also keep in mind, we've got, you know, a little boost to the, the the league revenue coming up in a couple of years, so maybe he'll be feeling a little frisky with that coming up. So, uh, when when the what new TV deal twenty twenty five is it something yeah, like that? Something like that. So I I, I, I think he Ooh, will. I, I, and and I think he's as as much as people want to say like the 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 not paying DA last off season thing was Sarver driven. I I still believe that it was James Jones. I do too, and I I, I still believe that. So I think Sarver's done a good job truly giving James Jones the reins here. And at the end of the day, uh, I, I expect him to keep doing that. So if, if that means going into that luxury tax, then I, then I think they'll do it. And, I mean, the, the way the team is structured right now, it's almost impossible not to if you want to maintain this level unless you're just going to magically find a bunch of dudes on their first contract that are going to perform like our guys on the first contracts have done over the past couple of years, which isn't going to happen. 
Anybody else? Yeah, have you have to go into the illustrious tax to win in this league. Oh Period. yeah. Yep. Period. Um, if you're not well, going to do that, don't own the team. I'm one of our, um, I'm one of our Aussie pods. Uh, Justin convinced me that Robert Saab is not really the tight ass everyone thinks he is. So I, uh, I actually don't. I, I believe that Saba will happily go into luxury tax now, because after Justin said it, I did research to try and prove him wrong, and I couldn't prove him wrong. So um, I, I think he's more than happy to go into luxury tax. But in saying that, I think we have some expiring contracts next year that we may lean on in the trade period in the off season. So who's not on this season next, or who's not on this team next year? Shaman Payne. Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne. Shaman will be here. Shaman will 100% be here. Shaman will be here. I think Shaman will be here. I think campaign will too. Uh, I can't but, take Shaman. I can't uh, take it. There's a whole season of that crap. I just. I, I think. I think what we. I think what we tend to forget is, uh, uh, look. Okay, uh, so back on almost back on DA. If DA does go, does Saric become our starting center? Because everyone forgets him because he hasn't played for him. Go ahead. I did forget about Dario, and I literally had facial hair that I named after him, and I forgot about it. Well, remember, I mean, they made a a run to the finals with Dario. The moment he gets hurt, we lose. We lose. We have a a shitty postseason. What was our final record of the postseason this year? It was seven and six. What what postseason? Yeah. Well, I mean, seven and six this postseason. Last season, he went out in game one. So we won that game. <coughs> so we were we were one. We, so we were two and nah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, we're two. Well, we're one and zero with him, but we, we were one we and bat, four. We bad without one him. And four we without bad. him. So we were eight and we're eight and ten in the playoffs without Dario Saric. I think I think we're on to something here. I think this we've been talking way. about the wrong guy all yeah. this time. <laughs> Dario is the future. Um, but in saying that, I also think Dario's uh, contract is expiring and. Pretty valuable when it comes yeah. to a trade. Same with Jay Crowder. Yeah, Jay can go, in my opinion. But the Sarich smoke break. I've waited like a whole season to play that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know about Landry Shamit. I mean, he's everyone says he's going to be here. Uh. I'm with Matthew. Like, I don't want to watch Why another year. Come back? Like, I don't want to watch the other another year of what, what is the stat I saw somebody put out there on Twitter? It's like every, every you know it, Justin. That he, every team that he's played for has lost in game seven of the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. Every Get, team. Four different teams. Yeah. Damn it, Shamit. Get out of here. Actually, but who's taking that contract? Get rid of him. It's not a I bad mean, contract. contract. The best it's not a bad contract. It's immensely tradable. Yes, that's why Isn't a lot it, of people it's only two at years the beginning, guaranteed, right? It's I think it's two years two guaranteed. Years guaranteed. I think it's yeah, what, yeah, nine or ten million. The only guaranteed year. Well, so, a minute. If you're you asked the question before about who's coming back, and Gav, if you're getting rid of Crowder, uh, Payne's going, Shamit's going, G's <laughs> off. That's like, thirty million dollars you need for you, you need that, that money. Javale staying. He Javale's definitely staying. He's going to go to third in the rotation behind. Sarich, who's going to start, and Aiden as his backup. I think and we that, bring in Russell Westbrook to play seven. Aiden as the backup? Did that. you say Aiden as the backup? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I was just trying to wind some up. 
<laughs> but at the same point, like you're gonna have to pay, and you're gonna have to pay potentially Cameron Johnson. So you're gonna have to cut some of that money. And the way to do that yeah. is get rid of all those like ten to fifteen million dollar contracts yeah. that you have, and that's where it will hurt the Suns. That's why this was the best opportunity for the Suns because. On the roster, if you go five by three, right, five positions times three deep, we had a very deep, solid roster. Mm-hmm. Going back to just very briefly, because uh, I kind of wanted to put 2022 and the playoffs behind us, but that's where Monty Williams, I feel like, is the ultimate culprit of the loss of uh, the playoffs, is he did not make the necessary adjustments. He didn't utilize that depth. Uh, we, we talk about it multiple times. I know Aaron Holiday is – a lot of people are like, well, Aaron Holiday was the answer. It's like, not necessarily, but for maybe five minutes at a time to give you some semblance of energy, perhaps, because we saw that in the Pelican series and it worked. For long periods of time, no, because he turns into, he's mini Eric Bledsoe, man. He runs into a pile of people, he jumps in the air, and then he has to figure out who he's got to pass it to. You know, but it, Monty Williams didn't utilize the depth at his disposal uh, throughout that entire Maverick series. And ultimately, we got boned for it because at the end, then your tired players are playing like shit and they all have the off night together and they all sit around, well, yeah, it's an off night of basketball. You know, so our depth will be hurt next year. We will not be nearly as deep of a team. But if we can have a very solid top nine, that's what we'll need in the playoffs because we didn't utilize all 15 this year. You shouldn't use all 15 in the playoffs. You need to have a really solid uh, top nine. Uh, but yeah, losing all these people. Oh, we uh, lost you too, man. You lost my camera. Can yeah. you? You can still hear me though, right? I can hear you. Yeah. Yeah, I know my camera is just like it's off the rails went... now. Yeah. Oh no, there's no one to guide the ship. No. Oh no, Justin. Oh, no, Justin, Justin, Justin take over. Here, I, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> but John, when hey. you're talking about bringing in Holiday or else even Ish Wainwright, you know, we were talking about that too. That just means you're gonna lose the series if you're wishing those guys can come in. And spark this yes. team, Correct. you just know you're going to lose. That's what sucks. And, uh, we can was, talk about next year. Point too, Matthew, I, I yeah. agree 100%. But even I, though we wanted it at the time, it's just like we, every we know we're going to lose. You just wanted something to be a spark. And, Cameron Payne yeah. was fantastic for us in the playoffs last year. This year he struggled. But reality is, if Aaron Holiday has to come in for us to win playoff games, you're pretty fucked. We're a long way behind. Yes. Yeah, I think campaign, though, I could see being gone. I could see both. I could see us retooling that backcourt. I really could. Uh, Those are good tradable contracts. We could try to bring in something new. Cameron Payne uh, just didn't have it all season last year. He was consistently inconsistent. Uh, Shamit, consistently inconsistent. And there's a reason they're bench players, and I get that. So I want to throw out something that we've talked about on our pod. Would you guys say that Cameron Payne regressed? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, he was my future think? son's point guard at one time. Now, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I was really? high that day. What do you think, Justin? Chris Paul for uh, Darren yes. Fox? Yeah, oh, yeah. I've been. <laughs> Are you guys texting each other? You yeah, guys texting like, each other? <laughs> and and just to uh, add pain to everybody, it, it would have been nice to have relied on Tyrese Halliburton as a backup. Yeah, that would have oh. been horrible. Oh yeah, or Jalen Smith as uh, something to help us. Some guy to help <laughs> us with the boards. That's yeah. gonna be a tough one. Well, next year when he shows up a little bit, we're gonna be like, "Oh, he was showing <laughs> up for Tyrese Halliburton feeding him too." Yeah, true. He was doing fine for Indiana. I was keeping tabs on him. He's 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 a rotation player. Not that he's worth a tenth pick, but he's a rotation player. He shows call. up to Phoenix Everyone and just dominates the A. Okay, guys, we've we're um we're a destination now. I, I will say so. We're gonna pick up all them them really handy players on minimums, aren't we? Isn't that the way it works? If you're a if you're the place 
all these guys want to play. You, you get That's all a good these question like, though. Like do Los people, Angeles, do players yeah, still want to play here though? No, the, the dude, the, like that's that's the problem with the the contract situation the Suns have right now. It's not like as dire as like the Lakers as in terms of being top loaded, but it's getting close, and that's mm. why when you know we we talk, I talked about this throughout the season. We talked about this, excuse me, Paul, throughout the season on our pod, and that's. With, with with those contracts, that being CP, Book, McHale, with the DA one coming up one way or another, whether that's to pay him, to sign trade, whatever, and with Cam Johnson coming up, if you're gonna pay like Cam Johnson in in that in that McHale range, you're you're looking at a team that, you know, two years out is gonna be sitting on contracts of their top five, six, seven guys with even a even the bumps in the salary cap are putting them right at the 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 luxury tax threshold even before talking about filling out that roster so while you don't have it as top heavy you're looking at that whole okay now we're filling out the bottom half of our entire roster with potentially these vet minimum guys maybe you get a you know a, 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 a an exception in there whatever but mostly with vet minimum guys and i, I just don't think that's going to work that's why I, I think this off season's really the most important offseason the Suns are going to have in the next four seasons because it's really going to dictate what we're going to be looking at on the court. And that's why I think our 10 to 15, well, $15 million contracts are going to be so vital in this offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, because if we move them and remove some salary, it, it does it releases the pressure from that side of things. Well, precisely. And there are some interesting free agents that the Suns could potentially go after if they can – move those contracts, get away from those 10 to 15 millions and bring in some veteran minimums. I mean, one guy I'd love to see playing in Phoenix next year. Limpieza profunda e higiene, confía en HS para un pelo 100% libre de caspa. Clínicamente probado. HS, champú número uno en España. Papa Ricky Rubio will be a free agent. Let's bring him back, baby. Let's do it. I was not That's prepared for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was not expecting when is, that. When is, when is he going to be able to play? After a yeah, shower, it's gonna of be... course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can get the herbal essence ad in, besides, in America. Besides, besides that. <laughs> I don't think Ricky wants to come back, guys. After No, they let him down, right? Yeah. 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 That was yeah. that was that was sad. We we've done a good job of pissing people off and kicking them out the door. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's the son's way. I mean, yeah. that's, guys, that's, oh, Josh Jackson's gonna be. Wait, are we sitting here like being like, oh, poor Ricky Rubio because we traded to get Chris Paul? Like, no, no. Cool. no. Let's, let's chill a little bit here. And he went and played for Cleveland and was like great until he broke his leg. Yeah. Well, and again, like it's we're not saying poor Ricky Rubio. It just it probably he, it probably didn't leave a good taste in his mouth that he helped get a team so close to the playoffs, you know, uh, 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 what's his name? Oh, so he's Nomar. Curve it. What's that guy's name who missed the jumper for Brooklyn? Karis uh, LeVert. Karis LeVert, Karis LeVert yeah. jumper away from going to the playoffs one year, and then we traded him right away. So he probably wasn't super happy with that. Uh, so, But we'll see. You know, there's, there's a ton of things. We'll continue on all of our respective podcasts to talk about this offseason. As, as Justin said, this is an unbelievably important offseason for this Phoenix Suns squad. So there's definitely going to be a lot of content coming from all three of our podcasts, from the Aussie Suns fans podcast, from the Fanny the Flames podcast, and from the Suns Jam Session podcast. So uh, before we get out of here, just want to go around. I got one question. You know, I'm looking at our notes. 
And Justin uh, had a question that he wanted to bring up. If one son's podcaster was a closet serial killer, who would it be? Let us know. As, as we go around, let us know who, who your answer to that is. And then tell us where everybody can find you and follow you and your podcast. Uh, let's start with Boy. It's Matthew Lissy. <laughs> this is going to be unanimous. It's going to be unanimous. He's, he's by far the cleanest, the most well-spoken. There's some shit going on there in the background. I know there is. Um, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm uh, locking my doors. I'm right. Lissy in the in Got the, the wrong guy here, sure. dude. <laughs> All right, boy. Tell everyone where they can follow follow you and find you in, in your pod. Um, me, I'm at Buds83, and uh, that's my kid screaming at me in the background in case you can't hear. <laughs> but yeah, Aussie Aussie Suns fans podcast. Or is that one of your victims screaming for <laughs> who knows, Boyd who might knows, be the mate. serial be, killer? All right, Justin. It's Paul. That's all. <laughs> He's got a closet behind him, so closet serial killer. I could definitely say that. You're saying it's Paul. <laughs> I, I, and I'm at so says Jay, of course. And the and name of your podcast is what is it? Fanning at fanning the flames at fan the flames NDA something like that. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. All right, Matthew. I'll let you go. Uh, I think it's me, for sure. I am going kind of out late tonight, so we'll see. The place has an alley. Let's see how it works out. <laughs> Matthew, we're going to follow you. Uh, yeah, Matthew, we'll see. The alley. Not into the alley. <laughs> All right, Nate. Uh, I was going to say, sorry. boy, I'm sorry. Uh, and, and that was before I saw his stupid mustache today. Uh, now I'm concerned. <laughs> now you're just that, convinced. That thing on his face could kill people. <laughs> For the record, I love it, Boyd. I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and the where can people follow you? This best feature. I'm at Free Beer at Marley's. Uh, <laughs> so I, don't, I, don't, I don't check my feed too often, but um, by all means, jump on. Now I'm at Nikki's Falcon. And I absolutely do not check Twitter. So feel free. You lucky, you lucky dog, bad. you. You lucky dog. Paul? Um, I, I mean, Justin said me, I'm going to have to say him. I mean, he's this close to having that hair that Christian Bale had in, uh, in American Psycho. Susu there. Studio. There. <laughs> I can just I see him like going like this. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I practice that dance follow you? in the mirror. Uh, at Dervish of World, as it says on the screen. There you go. Well, for those listening, they can't see our screen. So, uh, look, look, look in the notes. <laughs> there you go. Look at the notes. <laughs> Subscribe, rate, review, all that fun stuff. Gavin? Uh, at Aussie Suns fans or at Guesswork Gav, um, to be honest, I can't believe Dave King got away with no nominations. So I'm going to yeah, nominate. How do Dave. we not name anybody um, who wasn't on the screen? Okay, can we can we yeah. talk about this? You don't, you don't say who you actually think because then you're the next victim. Duh, <laughs> <laughs> idiots! <laughs> now I'm the just, serial killers coming after. Him. And now I'll say this: my real answer. One of you's fucked. <laughs> if my kids are listening, don't don't listen. Don't repeat what Daddy said. Just, just a heads up to everyone. Nate and myself. Uh, it's Lindsay Smith. Thirteen days. Thirteen Gerald days. Gerald Borgay. Um, we're we're pumped. We're looking forward to catching up with everyone when we're over there. Um, Fourth of June. Get ready. Come out and buy beers for everybody who comes and hangs out with us. Um, and clearly, we're going to Marley's. I was gonna say, where are we gonna? Where could we find you at? <laughs> I, I feel, I feel every like, one of the Marleys around the valley. <laughs> I feel like they were like, 
Well, the Suns lost, but let's still go to Arizona so we can run up Justin's bar tab because he did promise to buy his drinks when we were out there. Yeah. And you know what? And It'll the fun part is he doesn't drink. Ready. I know, right? Jesus. <laughs> I just get to watch my money get spent. I can't wait. Let's do it, boys. I can't wait. That's what I really am excited, is. though, for real. Yeah, I know. I'm used to that. And my name is at Darth Voida. You can follow the Suns Jam session at Suns Jam on all your major pod forms, right, guys? Pod forms. Subscribe, rate, and review. If you happen to be watching this on YouTube, hit the thumbs up button. If you're listening, please subscribe, rate, and review. I will say, if you go to the Aussie Suns fans Apple podcast page, uh, they do have some ratings, and one of them is uh, from Boyd. It says, great pod. Boyd's takes really resonate with me and usually are spot on. Cam Johnson should start soon over Crowder. It's a five-star review. There you go. So that's fantastic. Uh, so, that's, boy, that, boy. so that's my nomination for the serial killer. I heard a scream. I see, I see a mustache, and he's talking about himself in the third person in reviews on Apple Podcasts. So that's the serial killer. Uh, again, thank you, everybody, for joining the pod. Uh, it was a pleasure doing it with all you guys. I, ther- I feel it was somewhat therapeutic. We obviously have a massive offseason ahead of us. I'm sure we'll all jump on each other's podcasts at points and talk about different things that are going on. Uh, but until then, Matthew, is there anything anybody needs to do? Go home and uh, love your family. Word.